0: are listening to the Sermon Podcast from Real Life on the Palouse, reaching the world for Jesus, one person at a time. Well, good morning, Real Life family. I am excited to be here today. I'm super excited for our five-week dive into the Holy Spirit uh, and what it means and what it is in our life and how we interact with, uh, with the Holy Spirit. So we're going to dive right in, but let's just talk about a couple things. First of all, where was I last week, Pastor? I want to be the lead servant, so the lead servant should be at church every week. Well, in case you care about my personal life, I was in beautiful San Antonio. It was 95 there on Thursday. Um, So it was quite warm. I was uh, able to attend my son's uh, basic military graduation from the Air Force, and it was awesome. Yes. Yep. We got all kinds of Air Force gear on, bumper stickers, and, you know, all those things. We're super proud. Probably one the top five moments of my life. Uh, the day I came to Jesus would be number one. The day I married my wife would be number two. Uh, the day that all of my kids were born, which it only counts as one day because I just needed those to all fit in there, uh, would be number three. Uh, this is up there for sure. Uh, number four, just a really awesome moment to see my son uh, transform and understand the sacrifice of those that do serve Um and I was like, well, you kind of volunteered, but when you see the sacrifice they go through, even just in basic training, I was like, wow, it's a big deal. So if you've served, thank you so very much. And my son changed and transformed dramatically, dramatically in two and a half months. He's a different, different man. He's a different man. He's not a boy. And, a, and I'm just super proud. I, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get to it. So I got a new haircut because I wanted to be like some, one of my heroes. Um, so he hadn't seen me in a while and I looked quite different uh, with my hair and I had my I was shaved I was all cleaned up I looked just like just like him just took my hat off and was like "Whoa, what's going on I didn't want him to feel left out except my ears are much bigger than his I noticed that so um, anyway that's where I was and excited to be here a um, couple things you know we talked about how you are the message And like how when we're out in the community, people are observing and understanding who we are. So I got an email this week that I wanted to celebrate with you guys because I want to celebrate you. And here's what the email said. Uh, Dear Real Life, I pray for you every day. I'm a Catholic and not like it's a competition, but you're the only Protestant church that focuses on the lost, broken, and the poor the way the Catholic church does. I don't know if that's true, but that's what this person thought. You're obeying Jesus publicly and unabashedly. God the Father bless you expansively for the love you show. I was at a U of I alumni lunch today and someone at my table mentioned that he goes to real life and two other people at the table lit up. They did too. Instant fellowship. Your church leads with the fruits of the spirit. Good, we're gonna talk about that. Your church leads with the fruits of the spirit. Jesus bless you all, protect you from sin, and may you continue uh, your work of serving the Ancient of Days by loving the untouchables. Good job. That's you guys. That's you. People are seeing that. And they're observing like, wow, these guys care. They're, they're active. They're involved and stuff. So anyway, um, super proud of my, my family here. You know what? Doesn't it feel like this is just a good day to like go without notes and be like, look, mom, no hands. Like, it's the Holy Spirit, and so my mentors will be so proud of me today. So we'll check the notes, and we'll dive right in. We've got lots of text to go over here today. Um, do you know that the, the phrase, like, breath, or the, not ruah, but the, the Greek phrase, breath, pneuma, is 385 times they find that in the Newer Testament. The actual phrase, Holy Spirit, is in the the New Testament over 90 plus times. And so we're gonna uh, probably not hit all 90 of those today, but we're gonna dive in. And just so you know, uh, we are not gonna have an exhaustive, complete understanding after the five weeks are done with this sermon series. You could study the Holy Spirit for the rest of your life, and you probably should. Uh, But God put this on my heart as our church, as we're equipping the church. And we have been doing a good job trying to equip people to be ready to tell your story. Because you are the message. You are the messenger. And so we talked about you understanding your story and being ready to tell your story. And we, and we talked about some of the basics of, of who we are with sharing and connecting and ministering and discipling. And Darby did a great job last week on that. I'm really proud of him. And um, so as you think about this, like where we're going, where is God taking us? And a lot of times God takes you on a journey that you get to go on with your pastor. And so God's taking me on the journey of understanding the Holy Spirit at a different level in my life. And I don't know about you guys, but I was way, way okay with God the Father. Like that made sense to me. Like we had this creator God who created everything and did everything. So God the Father, I was like, yep. I have a father. I can understand, like, yes, having a father. That makes sense to me. And then we have uh, God the Son. Jesus Christ comes down on earth, incarnate, and lives a sinless life here and, and shows us what it's to look like to be Christ-like. And he shows us. So I was, like, I was like, Jesus, yep. That makes total sense. As a matter of fact, in 1994, I accepted Jesus into my heart. I asked him to be, to, to be my savior. And he is my savior, right? And then there's the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh, the Holy Spirit. Like we just even say when we baptize people, right? The baptisms come and baptizing baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is like, what is this Holy Spirit? Like, what is this? What does this mean? What is this? And so some of the books that we've been uh, researching and, and reading as a sermon club team, one was Mark Batterson uh, called "Whisper." And I've been finishing that up, and excited about that. There's A lot of good stuff. One of them was uh, "The Forgotten God" by Francis Chan. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, one of the books I was reading was uh, R. A. Tori. Um, uh, is Holy, the Holy Spirit uh, the Person of the Holy Spirit? And uh, and so just studying up for this, like, what does this mean? What is this Holy Spirit God? What are you doing with this? How can I equip people to do that? And and kind of where I land on this is is. When you have the savior, you have Jesus Christ and you call him your savior, that's good. And if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, I'd love to talk to you about him because it's gonna change your life. And you need his saving grace in your life. And so everybody's pretty good with like, Jesus Christ is my savior. But without the Holy Spirit, how can he be your Lord? Your Lord in your life and the things that you're doing in your life so we're going to dive into a bunch of scripture i believe in my heart of heart that the lord has something special for you within this scripture that you're going to take away from today and it's going to stick with you it's going to stick with you all week and you're like that was for me that was mine and so let me pray over this real quick father god um you're here. We've welcomed you here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. We're going to sing that song later, that Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. We want you in our lives. We want you in this service. We want you in our hearts. We want you as we're in your word. We want to be, just, just fill us with your spirit because we need it, Lord. You tell us that, Lord, as you clearly tell us that in your text. So help us to have that. And Lord, help us this text would just speak to us in a mighty, mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Buckle up. Are you Ready? I'll try not to give you audio fatigue, but here we go. All right. What do we believe about real life? What does our church believe about real life? You've hit the lottery, actually, if you came here today, because you could go to the 101 and get baptized next week. You'd be, like, miles ahead. Just boom, right there. But what our church uh, believes about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is co-equal with the Father, and the Son of God. He is present in the world to make men and women aware of their need for Jesus Christ. He also lives in every Christian from the moment of salvation. So when I accepted Jesus as my Savior, he, the Holy Spirit would, would come upon me. Like that's, it came into my life, right? Uh, he provides a Christian with the power for living, understanding of spiritual truth, guidance in doing uh, what is right, and is our intercessor. As Christians, we seek to live under his uh, control daily, okay? That's what our church believes about the Holy Spirit. Here we go. John 14, 25, and 26. All this I have spoken, and so this is to to precursor this, uh, a couple uh, sections back, Jesus predicted Peter's denial, um, and then he's comforting the disciples, and then this in my Bible is titled, uh, Jesus Promises the Holy Spirit. And so all this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate capital A advocate, so he gives him a name. Jesus gives the Holy Spirit a name and calls him the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and uh, will remind you of everything I have said to you. Well, that's convenient, that's good, right, for those guys. Guess what they didn't have? So he's talking with his guys, his disciples, guess what they didn't have? like, a million of these. Like, the printing press didn't come around to the 1500s. They didn't have 25 different versions on their phone, right? Like, if they got, like, a, a, a scroll, it was like, hey, we have, like, this section of the scroll of Isaiah. Woo! Like, they'd just be jacked up, and, like, it was a very special. Like, it was not overly available. Like, we have it. And can you imagine if this was the only Bible our church had? Like, this was it. Like, you didn't have one. Like, this was it and it was like in a special spot and like you could kind of come and look at it but we had security guards right next to it and we're like and... but like so God's word like we have it right which sometimes makes me unfortunately lazy that I have such easy access to his word all the time but uh but in this scenario like he will teach you all the things and will remind you of everything I have said to you is that a good idea? So God, now we have the word to remind us of everything that he has said to us, but do you guys walk around every day and you're just like this all day long? Just like, just just so, oh, sorry. Like, I don't. I I, I wish I did better, but like, we have it. It's available. It's in my phone. It's all those things. But I still need the Holy Spirit to remind me what I have learned and what Jesus Christ has taught me. Amen? In my daily walk and how I interact and talk and connect with people, I need that. Don't we all? So remind uh, you everything that I've said to you. That's good, we need that, okay. Uh, If you love me, keep my commands, John 14, 15 through 18, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help. To help you and he'll be with you forever, the spirit of truth. He wants you to have this forever, an advocate forever. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. This breath, this ruah, this breath, that's right. They don't see him, they don't know him, but you know him. You know him, Christian. See, you met him when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit came within you and now you know him. And they're going to tell you, it's going to tell you things. going to remind you of what is right and what is wrong. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Do you want the Holy Spirit? Do you want to know him? Like he he didn't forsake us. Next one. John 16, 7 through 17. But very truly I tell you it is for your good that I am going away. Jesus is sitting there talking to his guys. Hey, it is for your good that I'm going away. Can you imagine? Like I would have held on to his leg like as tight as I could and been like, no, no, no. And Jesus would be like, get off me, great!" And like dragging back. On the thing. But like, like, would you not? Like if, you're, if you were in the presence of Jesus Christ, you would just be like, oh, no. No, 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 no. Please don't go. Please don't go. But yet... He Jesus is sitting there and he's talking to us, right? Talking to us. He's to tell you. I tell you, it's it's for your good. It's for your good that I'm going away cuz unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. What does Jesus think about the advocate? He thinks pretty highly of the advocate. So much so that he was leaving his disciples but I will. But if I go, I will send him to you. I'm not going to abandon you, Moscow. I'm not going to abandon you. When he comes, he will prove to the world to be. Uh, he, will, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me, and about righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the Prince of this world now stands condemned. Why does he give us the Holy Spirit, right? I have much more to say to you, more than you can can now bear, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. He will guide you into all of the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. The Holy Spirit will not speak on his own. Well, who's speaking to him? Who's telling the Holy Spirit what to say to you? This is Sunday school answer. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is. Telling, he's saying, hey, Josh, don't do that. Right? Because we have him in our life, right? He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Ooh, I, I was kind of a, I was ahead of that, right? He's gonna be known, it's gonna make us known what's t- from him, right, right, through the Holy Spirit. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what will make known to you. Okay, I get it, I get it. So Jesus, God the Father, yep, we're all down, creator, creator God, awesome, thank you. You know the miracle of us, uh, you know we rotate at a thousand miles an hour on axis, like this, you know that we're going through space and time at 67,000 miles an hour and somehow we're all sitting right in here? I don't see God's miracles. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Like, what if he just turns it off? Beep! Like, we would find out. Right? Like, okay, God the Father, we're good with him, right? Right? God the Father, yes, we better be. Right? We're good with him. God the Son, what he did for us on the cross, Yeah, the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Jesus fired up about the Holy Spirit, right? He's going to make known to us, right? Jesus went on to say, in a little while, you will see me no more. And they probably went. And then after a little while, you will see me. And they probably smiled. Oh, good. Cool. This is great, right? At this, some of the disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, "In a little while, you will see me no more," and then, after a little while, you will see me, and because I am going to the Father, what does this mean? Well, he knew he had to leave. Why did he have to leave? So he could send the Advocate. So he could send the Holy Spirit to us, right? Acts one eight. So, but you will receive the power. Receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. How many people in here want to receive the power that God has for them in their lives? Right And why do we want to receive this power? Because we're power-hungry people, and like, we're just awesome and it's about me and mine and this and my stuff. Or do we want to receive his power? Because we know that through his power, we can accomplish his will for his kingdom, because he is Lord of my life. He's more than just my savior. And I'm asking you guys to consider that this week. I'm asking you guys to consider what it looks like to have Jesus be the Lord of your life, not just the Savior of your life. And you got, it's important. Save, I'm not putting that down. <laughs> but it's incomplete when he doesn't get to be the Lord of your life. And we get to choose whether or not we're going to access and allow the Holy Spirit into our life. You know, we're not going to dive into it today, but one of the unforgivable sins, which is a controversial topic, is blaspheming the Holy Spirit, the continual rejection of God trying to talk to you and enter your life. You're like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, be careful, right? Why would you need to be careful about continually rejecting the Holy Spirit? If you can't hear Jesus Christ, you can't hear God, and you continually reject that, what's your life going to be like? Chaos, right? So uh, receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Yeah. 1 Corinthians, what we have received is not the spirit of the world. The spirit of the world is trying to get into your, to, to our lives right now. And some of it we allow in based on what we intake, right? But what we want is we want the spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given to us. Well, how would you get the spirit that is from God? You'd receive that through Jesus, Sunday school answer, right? You'd receive that through his word. You'd receive that through fasting. You'd receive that through prayer. You'd receive that through community and fellowship, right? All around us. This is... Uh, what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught to us by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with uh, spirit-taught words. So God has things he wants to say to you. Do you hear Him? The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness, crazy Christians, thinking that God talks to you. (laughs) It's a crutch for you. It's a crutch. You can't handle real life because it sucks. No, they don't understand it, and would we? Should we expect them to understand it? No, it's our job to be messengers like you guys are. So, uh, but but considers it foolishness and cannot understand it because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The spirit or the person with the spirit makes judgments about all things but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments for whoever has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him but we have the mind of Christ. Now how do we have the mind of Christ? How do we have the mind of Christ? gotta a backup because who's talking, who's the Holy Spirit getting his advice from? Jesus Right, is gonna be talking through the Holy Spirit. That's why he had to leave, right? So we can have the mind of Christ and think and act and make decisions like Christ by discerning what the Holy Spirit would say to us. Well, I'm not sure if 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 it was him or if it was me. Great, let's go on this journey to figure it out, right? The more you hear, the more you work, the more you see him working in your life, you know, God's always at work within us. He's always at work around us. Are we recognizing it? Now I have a confession time. To make it's always good to have a pastoral confession in front of everybody. Everybody's like, ooh, all right. So I've been praying about this. I'm like, Lord, every day, Lord, help me. I want to have your Holy Spirit. I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I want to understand it. Help me, help me, help me. For the last, you know, several weeks, months, help me. And so I was sick a couple of weeks ago. I was at home, and I was sick, and I... uh uh Monday, I overdid it, and I think I got sicker. And then Tuesday, uh, I just stayed there, and I was just gonna just crash out there. And so I did some studying and some reading, and then I watched several episodes of Gold Rush. Let me tell you how that story. <laughs> you guys need to know this; it's very important. Equipment breaks down, people cuss, and they almost don't make it, and then they find a lot of gold. So I just saved you like 20 hours from Gold Rush right there, <laughs> of your life, every to every season. So. Anyway, so I was there, and I was just restless, and I couldn't you know, sleep, and I'm trying to do those things. So I put in my dumb phone. Uh, it's a dumb phone. It's a smartphone, but it makes me dumber. Um, and so I started watching this uh, YouTube uh, video thing, and it's this interview process that they have with celebrities. And the celebrities are usually going on the show so the 9 million visited, viewers can see what they're on. And it's about this. Uh, and they, call, they eat this hot sauce. They eat wings during an interview. And it starts out with like baby stuff, like you could just eat the wing and it's nothing. And then it goes to like 2.2 million Scoble units. And like, so like Kevin Hart was on there one time and they're asking him questions. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't see. He's like, like, his mouth's on fire. He's still around and like, you know, they have different celebrities and it's like pretty funny most of the time. But then there was this one and I was watching it and it was a different comedian, not Kevin Hart because he's really clean, no. But a different comedian, and and it went sideways. And I thought to myself, I should probably turn this off, because I probably just thought that in my own brain, that I should probably turn this off. Actually, I think the Holy Spirit was like, hmm, I'm not going to hang out with that, Josh. And there was like only four or five minutes left. And I would totally be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed if if we put it on the screen now and anyway, I was watching it in front of you guys. I'd be embarrassed. I wouldn't watch it in front of my wife. I wouldn't watch it in front of my kids. Not that one. And I was told to turn it off. You know what I did? I didn't turn it off. And I sat through the next four or five minutes of garbage. And then it was done, and I was like, I kind of felt like sick a little bit inside. Not sick, cold sick, like sick. And I felt a little empty I was like, man, why am I, what happened? So I'm gonna sit back and like, I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. God told me to turn it off, but I didn't listen to him. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ was not good with it. The Holy Spirit was not good with it. And he said, turn it off and I didn't. And right then and there, I was like, Lord, I am sorry. I want you in my life. I need you in my life. And I'm sorry that I didn't listen to you, Please forgive me. And it was like this whoosh, like back in, and here we go. Not that the Holy Spirit would ever leave you or forsake you, but it's not gonna sit there with that garbage. It's like, oops. All right, you're gonna st- you're gonna play on the garbage in your life? Okay. I'm right here. Don't do that. Stop it. Don't. You're hurting yourself. I love you so much. Please don't do that to yourself. Why are you doing that to yourself? Don't do that. Please stop, 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 stop. And I was like, bug, 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 bug probably never had that experience. Just me? <laughs> this is a great thing is, is the Lord gets to continue to mold and make your pastor right in front of you. Right? Because I got lots of failures in the future and we're pretty excited to all witness those. Um, but uh, Matthew 419, right, says, come and follow me and I will make you. And I want to be made. But I was grateful for that lesson and I'm grateful for, for trying to understand that the Holy Spirit wants to reside within me and it's actually going to dwell in our midst. We'll see that here shortly. But come on. Like, there's so many things I can allow in that's like, oh, I got a little sliver of room for the Holy Spirit right here. Just on the things that are convenient for me. Or do you let him be the Lord of your life? Does he get to make every decision with you? And you're like, God, is this the right one? God, is this the right decision? Holy Spirit, Jesus, Jesus. Is the right decision right here? This one's the right decision. I'm listening, Lord. Okay, I think I heard you. I'm gonna try it. Oh, okay, cool. First Corinthians three sixteen. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple, and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? He is dwelling in your midst. He wants to be in you. He knows, right? He wants to be. Right there with you every step of the way. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do you let him? I've had times where I did not let him. You know, I'm like, well, I'm I'm, I'm doing my thing. Galatians, Paul. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Woo! But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Okay, cool. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Did we hear that again already? Is this a theme that just keeps recurring in the text here over and over again? To get away from this, right? How do we not love our neighbor? No, love your neighbor as yourself. And if you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, Paul says, we should walk by the spirit. All right, cool. And you will not gratify the desires of your flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. Hmm. They are in conflict with each other. I was in conflict. My flesh wanted to watch the rest of that dumb video. And the spirit told me no. And guess what I let went out that day? My flesh. Dang it. Not again. Well, probably again, but not that same time, right? So uh, they're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. I did what I wanted. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, can you just see, Paul's like, I'm warning you guys. That's gonna, that's gonna separate, like the Holy Spirit's not gonna hang out with all that list. It can't. Not gonna abandon you, but it's not gonna play with you in there. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. I wanna inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, what? We know this one. The fruits of the Spirit. So if you have the Holy Spirit in your life, this is some of the things that you might observe about yourself, that you can love others easily. That you have joy. Even when things aren't going great, you have the Holy Spirit in your life and you have joy. You have peace, you have forbearance, which is patience. You have kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What are those things? Those are the fruit of what? Having God's spirit in your life? I want those fruits. I was listening to this book, by uh, Whisper by Mark Patterson, and he talked about it's interesting that self-control is at the end of that because how many of those things can you do well when you don't have self-control? I can't do any of those things well When I don't have self control. And what's the self control? It's hearing the Holy Spirit's guidance for your life. I want it. Against such things, there there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Do you have the Holy Spirit in your life? You, do you invite him every day, Lord, Holy Spirit? We're singing, you know, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You know, come, come to this place, Lord. We want you in our atmosphere. We want you to be in, be around me, be in me, be around, protect me. I'm, I'm, I did this the first two services when we were singing that. I was like, yeah, come on, come on, right here, right here, right here, right, here, right here, me, me, come here, Lord. I want it. I do that every day. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. I think this is my last one, guys. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth. You Gentiles, the gospel of your your salvation. And when you believed, when you believed, you were marked in him with the seal. I was marked in him with the seal. And you know what? I got the promised Holy Spirit. I didn't even know it, and now I know it, and now I'm paying attention to it. Who is a deposit, what's the Holy Spirit again? It's a deposit, guaranteeing our inheritance until redemption of those who are God's possession. I wanna be God's possession, I'm marked. I wanna hear the Holy Spirit to the praise of his glory. As we kick off this series, we're going to do some awesome, cool stuff in this. And again, this is the beginning of like what's forever. And I'm sure you guys have like 50 different books that you want to give me, which is cool. And I'm down and I love it uh, about the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to study this forever because guess what I need? I need to fully understand the Holy Spirit. And you know when I'll fully understand him? When I'm dead. (laughs) And so this is a journey for us, guys. It's a long-term journey, but we, want, we can't, we we need to be a church filled with the Holy Spirit, and that doesn't mean like, like, for some folks, they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa scary! What are we doing?" Like, I saw you raise your hand. Yep, I think God told me to raise my hand, and even if you didn't like it, I still did it. And sometimes, and it's not just worship. Holy Spirit's not just about worship. It's not just about music. It's not just about those things. It's about walking down the street, and He tells you. You need to go say hi to that person. You're like, but I'm busy. Oh, okay, well, you can argue with the Holy Spirit. No big deal. It was just Jesus that probably told you to go say hi to him for probably no reason. No, 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 no. Every day, we're walking with the Spirit of God. So anyway, uh, let's celebrate communion. If you're serving communion, head on back. Thank you very much for doing that. And let's dive into a couple of questions that I want you to uh, to consider talking about around your dinner table or around your lunch table today or in your home group and, and start diving into this. What does this look like in my life? Like maybe I'm the only one here and everybody else was so dialed in on the Holy Spirit, they're like, ugh, rookie. <laughs> and if you're awesome like that, you, you should, praise God. First of all, praise God that you've done the homework and you've been in there, but you should take other people with you. Because if we're like the rest of the world, maybe we didn't have it all figured out. And there might be 20 people around you that don't have it figured out. And you could add some value to their life. So let's take a look at some questions here. We're going to hold our communion together. We'll take it all as a family. If, if you're not a believer, you can just let it pass by. But if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, hold the cup and the juice. And we'll take it all together here quickly as we, as we end. But what are some questions that you have about the Holy Spirit? You should ask those questions. What does this look like? The forgotten God, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit in my life. Do you want a wise counselor? How would you like to, to, to have somebody that would help you not make a bunch of giant mistakes in your life? Yeah, sounds like a good idea. What do you think about this person that I'm interested in, Lord, for you young folks? What do you think about how, you should, how, I, should, how I should handle this with my kids? Lord, where where do you want me serving in church? Do you want me to serve in church? Do you want me to serve somewhere else? What does this look like? Oh, no, go do that. Oh, cool. Where do you want my money to go, Lord? Where do you want my time to go, Lord? Yeah. What does it look like? So ask questions about the Holy Spirit to each other. And maybe we have some cool questions we can address at some point in time uh, here at the church and do those things. But let's ask questions. That's good. That's very rabbinical, too. How about this? How would you rate your understanding of the Holy Spirit? And how the Spirit works in your life? Like, wouldn't it be great just to know what we're supposed to do? I think that'd be fantastic. Except when it conflicts with my flesh and the things that I want to do. How would you rate your understanding of the Holy Spirit and how the Spirit works in your life? Great home group question as well. Uh, What does it mean to you to be filled with the Holy Spirit? What does it mean to you? And how would I know if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, you could check the fruits of the Spirit in your life. How are you doing in the love area? And then not the love area of uh, dode or eros, but the love area of agape, the, uh, uh, the love area of, of, uh, of just the, brother, the, the brotherly love, the, the love that, that endures forever. How's that going for you? How's your patience? How's your kindness? How are all those things going for you? Oh, man, I'm, I'm like three-quarters. I got a half a tank of the Holy Spirit right here. Right? What does it mean? What personal encounters have you had with the Holy Spirit? <gasps> yeah. Maybe you could help somebody understand what, what the Holy Spirit has looked like in your life by sharing that. And that's a great question. I can't wait for my home group tonight. That's great. So what encounters have you had with the Holy Spirit? Let's talk about it. Great, right? So as you guys are thinking about these things and as we continue to go through this journey of what does it look like uh, to understand the Holy Spirit, um, we have to. I want you to walk out of here being curious. I want you to walk out of here diving through the text. I want you to, to, to understand that there's a difference between having just a Savior and there's a difference when you let him be Lord of your life. And in order to let him be Lord of your life, you gotta walk with him. He's gotta be, you have to have a relationship with him. And he wants to speak to you through the Holy Spirit. He said it. He said he had to leave, right? So I just pray that you have this renewed desire for fully understanding the Holy Spirit. All right, so that night he was, I betrayed, he held up the bread. And he looked at his disciples and he said, Give him thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body, this is for you. Do this and remember for me, let's remember her. And then the same way after supper, he took a cup saying, uh, this cup is, is of the new covenant, it's my blood. Do this whenever you drink it and remember it to me. Let's remember him. Father God, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for the hearts that are here, Uh, Lord, I just ask that your word would just continue to penetrate all of us, that we would seek it and understand it. And we wanna, know. we want you, we wanna hear from you. We wanna hear what your will is for our life. We wanna be directed step by step, breath by breath. And that we're just sensitive. Make this church sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Let us hear you as a church. Let us hear you as individuals. Help us to chase you, Lord. Help us to chase you well and and seek you well. Thank you for, for giving us an advocate. Thank you for giving us a counselor. Thank you for giving us your text. Lord, thank you for giving us each other. Teach us through each other. Teach us through your word. Teach us through prayer. Let us just fall in love with you even more every day, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.